Are you sick of spending money on a lawyer? What if I told you that you could have your very own personal digital assistant to answer all your legal questions and draft all your legal documents? Too good to be true? Let's find out. In the 63rd episode of McCabe's Trial by Podcast, we'll be looking into ChatGPT and exploring the possible implications for its use, both good and bad, and how it could shape the future of legal practice. I'm joined by my fellow graduates, Emma and Ryan. Today, we'll also be interviewing ChatGPT and Daniel Weissel, who is an associate in the property team here at McCabe's, to determine fair and square who the better property lawyer is. Hi, guys. Thanks for being part of an important episode of Trial by Podcast. Hey, pleasure to be here. Looks like it's going to be a tight fight, but I'm going to place my bet on Daniel having a slight edge over ChatGPT. Hey, excited to be here. I'd have to agree with Ryan. I think it'll be a close call, but I'm going to say Daniel will win over ChatGPT, having had years of experience in the field. Although the newest version of the AI software, ChatGPT4, has some features which perhaps could put it at an advantage over an experienced lawyer. This new version has proven to be 90% of lawyers trying to pass the bar exam, and it has further developed advanced reasoning skills, which helps it form a position within a legal debate. If we were using this version of the software, which you do have to pay for, I think my answer would differ. But when using ChatGPT 3.5, I do think that Daniel will come out on top. Hey guys, uh, thanks for the vote of confidence. Happy to be involved in this discussion, as it is a topic that certainly interests me. When I first discovered ChatGPT, I was instantly intrigued by the platform, primarily due to the interest in having a system that could serve as a strong precedent base for both general legal queries and document preparation. On the flip side, I do hold reservations to whether or not this AI can provide the same output on quality of advice that we humans produce, together with providing that, that personal touch on any tasks that we do for our clients. Absolutely. It's quite a hot topic at the moment with all the recent discussions surrounding it. We're all intrigued by it and in particular how it's going to change the legal profession. Is it going to take our jobs is one of the questions that is often asked. But before we explore that, I think a useful starting point for our listeners is to delve into what is ChatGPT. Why don't we ask ChatGPT? Well, ChatGPT says, I am ChatGPT, a large language model trained by OpenAI based on the GPT, Generative Pre-Trained Transformer Architecture. I was designed to generate human-like text responses to various prompts, ranging from simple questions to more complex tasks such as writing essays or generating creative content. My training data comes from a vast corpus of text, including books, articles, websites, and other sources. Through my training, I have learned to understand natural language and generate coherent and contextually relevant responses. Thanks for that, ChatGPT. Guys, what does it mean for us and how we work? I think the main advantage of this software for the legal industry will be efficiency. ChatGPT will be able to cut down time on tasks that, such as assisting with legal research and document review by extracting important clauses. It may also be useful for client correspondence as it can explain concepts quickly in simple terms. Another benefit of ChatGPT is its ability to draft legal documents, such as contracts, memos and agreements. I think with this, it would still need a human touch and a lawyer's skill to refine, but again, the software will save a lawyer time in drafting the whole document. The software will ultimately free up time for lawyers and allow them to focus on more complex legal tasks. Daniel, how do you think ChatGPT would have aided your experience? 
So I think the main areas where it has aided me is research tasks, particularly in scenarios where you need a quick answer on a specialised subject. The drawback with this, of course, is whether it could be considered another form of Wikipedia. So you do still need to take the information with a grain of salt. The fact that ChatGPT can also produce baseline documents for bespoke areas of practice is positive for time saving and being able to produce work for clients in a timely manner. Absolutely. As a graduate here at McCabe's, a great deal of my work involves conducting legal research, the content of which is often used in letters of advice or in litigation. As we all know, research can be quite time-consuming, particularly when researching a complex area of law. I'm quite fascinated by the prospects of an AI like ChatGPT, given that it can streamline research processes, as Daniel said, allowing lawyers and law students to better conduct research and provide more accurate and complex advice in simple terms. Yeah, and I also think it will have a significant cost implication for clients. Often document review can take hours and clients can pay thousands. With ChatGPT, this could take seconds or minutes, meaning clients are potentially saving thousands of dollars in costs for litigated claims. I am rotating through institutional abuse. A lot of my work involves reviewing bundles of claimants' departmental and medical records and identifying anything that may give credibility to their claim and limit our client's liability. ChatGPT would absolutely make my life easier if it could review documents more efficiently and assist in calculating damages, which is a tedious, complex task for lawyers at present. Yeah, and I'm currently completing my rotation in the employment team, and much like Matthew, my tasks include a lot of research. ChatGPT would definitely make my task more efficient, and I would like to use it as a starting base for all research, as when I'm given a task, it is often difficult to ascertain where to begin. I think ChatGPT could provide guidance for research tasks. That would be great, wouldn't it? But is it too good to be true? Yeah, I think there are several issues worth noting. I suppose it is difficult to determine whether ChatGPT can provide accurate interpretations of law that extend beyond regurgitating the actual legislation itself, which we as lawyers are required to go beyond in that sense, in the sense that our jobs require us to provide more sound interpretations that can be understood by clients. Absolutely. In my experience so far in the property team, I have had to look at several contracts for the sale of land. And part of this process involves a visual analysis. For instance, I've had to look at current and prior depositor plans to work out whether restrictions listed on title burden the actual land, which I think requires that additional human touch. So whilst I think ChatGPT has a lot to offer the legal profession, I think firms should exercise caution as part of our role as legal professions, professionals heavily depends on that human touch. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I also think a big disadvantage with using ChatGPT is that it only contains information up until 2021. So for me, this would be a huge limitation as a task I've been working on at the moment within the employment team has been a presentation on unfair dismissal. This presentation is using the most recent cases to explain the law. So cases from 2022 and 2023. So using ChatGPT in this circumstance would not help me. Absolutely. Using the wrong case law in an advice could possibly lead to a malpractice suit. <laughs> That's right. Institutional abuse matters are very sensitive and our government clients are bound by the model litigant rules. And as such, there's a high public expectation in handling these matters. The importance of having a human touch on these matters is critical to reaching an outcome that's beneficial to all parties. Well, yeah, having a human touch is what gives us moral and ethics, right? 
Another key challenge, I suppose, is how will ChatGPT affect the regulation of the legal profession? Yeah, that's a great point, Emma. I think as lawyers, we have legal and ethical obligations. And does ChatGPT? Well, obviously not. And I suppose that's one of the limitations of its use. For instance, ChatGPT is not secure enough to maintain confidentiality. There's essentially no guarantee that the information that's captured by ChatGPT is safe from other users. Where ChatGPT inadvertently breaches confidentiality, the user could likely face a finding of professional misconduct. Yes, agreed with respect to confidentiality. And I think another ethical issue would be the argument that by lawyers using ChatGPT, are we really providing competent legal advice for our clients? I would argue that ChatGPT does not achieve this and it is paramount that we merely look at this tool as no more than a starting point for initial or document preparation styles, which is then ultimately followed by our duties to prepare, finalise and issue sound, efficient advice to clients based on our understanding of the law and our experience and skill set within our relevant practice areas. Yeah, so ChatGPT may also have difficulty identifying if there is an error with the advice it is giving. Daniel, what challenges would that pose in property? Based on the fact that the advice can't be treated as 100% accurate, it is difficult to accept the advice that it gives on face value, particularly when we are dealing with a significant component of a person's life, that being the purchase or sale of a property whether it be a family home, a commercial office space or otherwise. So I suppose that's really a drawback with the current versions of ChatGPT. I also think another issue with ChatGPT is that it can cause copyright infringements. Because it is based on a data set of human-generated text, it can contain similar works, which if this does occur, the original owner is able to claim an infringement of copyright. Absolutely. Well, should we now put Daniel to the test against ChatGPT? Daniel, are you ready? I am ready. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll essentially ask just two general property questions to Daniel and um, obviously ChatGPT that our viewers are likely to encounter and compare the responses. So, Daniel, first question. I'm meeting a new client to assist them with a conveyance. What other ID requirements? Good question. I would summarise that to say that ID requirements would include carrying out verification of identity, wherein we are required to certify 100 points of identification, which can include a client's Australian passport, driver's licence and or birth certificate. The client is also required to complete a verification of identity certificate and we as solicitor must also complete an agent identity certificate confirming the date on which the verification of identity was carried out. Additionally, we must also take a live photograph of the client at the time of verification, which is then followed by us certifying aforementioned identification documents and satisfying ourselves to the correctness of those documents. This process can also be completed virtually via various uh, software platforms, which generate an identification report and requires the clients to complete the same processes that I just mentioned at the touch of their fingertips. And lawyers must also carry out these ID requirements in order to establish the entitlement of the right to deal in accordance with the ARNEC model participation rules. Okay, great answer. Well, let's see what ChatGPT says. So ChatGPT says that in New South Wales, Conveyancing clients must be identified according to the conveyancing rules. 
The identification requirements include verifying the client's identity through the Verification of Identity, VOI standard, obtaining written client authorization, proving the client's authority to act on behalf of another person or entity, if applicable, and keeping a record of the verification process. Acceptable identity documents may vary depending on the transaction, but commonly accepted documents include passports, driver's license, and birth certificates. Additional verification steps may be required for some transactions. It's important to consult the conveyancing rules and seek professional advice from a conveyancer or solicitor to ensure compliance with the identification requirements in New South Wales. I do have to say I'm pretty impressed by that answer, although it didn't touch on the digital verification or right to deal, as I have, but otherwise it's a fairly correct answer. So, do we give it to Daniel? I think it's too close to call. Final question. My real estate agent has asked me to sign a document. What should I do, Daniel? Do not sign the document until you've firstly reached out to your solicitor for advice on the document in question, whether it be an agency agreement, contract for sale, auction terms or a lease. Each of those documents will most always require review to ensure their terms and conditions are favourable to you as the client so as to avoid any risk of liability or failure to perform the obligations required under that document. Another great answer there. Let's see what ChatGPT has to say. If your real estate agent has asked you to sign a document, it's important to take the time to read and understand it. Ask for an explanation of any terms you don't understand and consider seeking legal advice if you're unsure about the document or its implications. Negotiate changes if necessary to better reflect your interests. Keep a copy of any document you sign and don't rush into signing anything. Always approach legal documents with caution and seek advice if needed. Yeah, look here for this one. I think I definitely agree with ChatGPT and I agree with it even more that you should be seeking legal advice and not relying on AI for further information, that's for sure. It was quite interesting, though, that in both answers, ChatGPT prompts you to obtain legal advice. So I suppose it is an indication that it's not quite there yet. In light of this, Daniel, what are the future implications for ChatGPT? Can it replace lawyers? I mean, even today I was reading in Lawyers Weekly that it potentially has a lot of implications for access to justice. I think, Matt, the short answer is no. However, I do maintain the view that ChatGPT can in future become useful once there is greater certainty around the accuracy of the information it is providing to us. ChatGPT also won't help lawyers in continually performing their ethical duties and obligations to clients and the court it seems that the human touch at this stage cannot be trumped. Yeah, I agree. ChatGPT in its current form will not be able to replace lawyers, but it certainly has potential to become an effective tool with further developments. Well, that wraps up our discussion on ChatGPT and the implications it has on the legal industry. It was definitely interesting to test the software against an experienced lawyer. Rest assured, though, ChatGPT will not be replacing the job of lawyers and the future of our legal careers are looking efficient as we seek assistance from ChatGPT as it progresses. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Trial by Podcasts and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.